1: The following is rated TV M-A-L-S-V. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion
2: advised. On tonight's episode of OK Talk, yeah, Matt Stoker will give a dramatic reading <laughs> from the scandal of it all.
3: The scandal of it all. Which, that, that paragraph? That second
2: paragraph and just read to the end of the
3: page, at least. To the end of the page? Okay. <clears throat> the Scandal of It All by Sophie Jordan.
1: Hey, Stevie. Glad you made it.
3: Hey, I will not miss a party.
1: <laughs> I brought eggs. Oh, great. Thank you. Now, did you come alone or? Yeah. I th- I thought it was just going to be VIPs, but it... It's not VIPs. You could have brought somebody if you wanted to. I was just wondering, who are some of these motherfuckers at this party? I don't recognize a lot of them. Well, Stevie, these motherfuckers are the church group. Hmm. Yeah. The church group. So I'm rappelling
4: down Mount Vesuvius when suddenly I slip. And I start to fall. And I mean, I'm about to die. Hot bread, Zeke. Just falling. Ah! I'll never forget the terror. And suddenly I remember, holy shit, Hansel, haven't you been smoking peyote for six straight days? And couldn't some of this maybe be in your mind? And it was. I was totally fine. I've never even been to Mount Vesuvius. Cool story, Hansel. Thanks, Olaf. Stevie, goddammit, eyes are going AWOL, man. The
1: kid in the striped shirt, he's staring right at me. Hey, Luther! I fucking down. Have some respect for Coach Powers. Gosh, you're all making me so mad. What are you laughing at, Sarah? What are you laughing at? I have tried to be your friend, but you will not listen to me. So you invited this monster. Don't make me kill somebody. Thank you.
0: You have no idea what your work means to me. What
5: does it mean to you?
0: That somebody out there knows what it's like to be in here.
1: Oh, God, this is like a nightmare.
0: Oh, come on, just a couple of questions. How hard is that? How do you write women so well?
3: I think of a man. And I take away reason and accountability. It all felt illicit and filthy, but she couldn't make herself stop any of it from happening. She reached for him, flattening her palm against his chest. She dragged her hand down his firm stomach, lightly scraping his skin with her nails, enjoying the way he quivered under her touch. She caught the drip of seed off the crown of him with a fingertip. Watching him, she brought it to her mouth and sucked deep. An epithet exploded from his lips, followed by her name. His eyes glowed more silver than blue as he watched her. She brought her hand back to him and squeezed his member, sliding her moist fingertip over the straining head, playing in the weeping slit, and fascinated at the way his member only deepened in color as she toyed with him. Scene.
2: (laughs) And scene.
0: You're a wonderful man. (laughs) Um... Two o'clock would be
1: a good time, and here is the key in case he is asleep. Open his curtains for him, so he can see God's beautiful work. And he'll know that even things like this happen for the best. What do they teach you to talk like this In some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar, or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
2: OK Talk,
3: live from Studio E. I'd like to point out that uh, RT Book Reviews called Sophie Jordan a master storyteller. Evident. Apparently. Yes, OK Talk Studio E, our fifth home so far, live from (laughs) Dallas, Texas, (laughs) high above, interstate, high above the tollway and LBJ Expressway. At Tollway and 635, across from the Galleria. (laughs) You know, it's not
2: the Galleria. It's just Galleria. It's just Galleria? Yeah. If you're snooty, that's what you say to people.
3: If CEO. that matters to you. Man, it looks like I put down some book here. <laughs> so, um... Just leave that out. Made it, made it that far and then had to give up. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going <laughs> to underline a bunch of passages in it. And just write, question mark, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Need, Illuminati. Need to try this. <laughs>
2: Would she go for this? (laughs) Um, Before we get any further into the show, why don't you go ahead and give us a... Of course, we've had several, several major storms. It's been crazy. And currently, Hurricane Irma is plumbering towards Florida, but we need to check in with OK Talk's official weatherman, Frankie
3: McDonald. Take it away. Frankie, what do you have to say for yourself?
4: This is Frank McDowell, my own TV station, live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Hurricane Irma is now headed towards Florida on Saturday, September 9th, 2017. It's gonna bring up to 50 plus millimeters of rain, especially in Miami, Florida and Tampa Bay, Florida. It's gonna bring a ton of, rain. Waves are gonna be big. It's gonna be crashing against the beaches and shores and east coast of Florida. It's gonna bring very strong winds that can damage buildings and knock it all power in the state of Florida, especially in Miami, Florida, and Daytona Beach, Florida. There are going to be very strong winds with wind-driven rain and sideways rain, including Orlando, Florida, and Tampa Bay, Florida. It's going to bring a lot of rain. Winds are going to be very strong. There will be damaging winds. I recommend people. To protect yourself from the hurricane Irma, it's gonna be a very strong hurricane capable of knocking all power as well. People in Florida, be prepared. Make sure to have your rubble, it's ready, wrinkle, ready, wrinkle, ready. When a all tight, when are ready, ready, wrinkle to keep you dry. Make sure to order your pizzas and order your Chinese food. Buy cases of Pepsi, buy cases of Coke. Do your grocery shopping. Don't wait till the last minute. Do it right now. Make sure to you have your Samsung Galaxy's charge, Samsung Galaxy smartphones charge, Samsung Galaxy tablets charge. Make sure you have your smartphones, cell phones, laptops, and tablets charging. Have your 3 g 4 ready. ready. Make sure to stay away from the v. Just Don't go near the shores. When Hurricane Irma gets really bad, you stay indoors and don't go outside. Make sure of have your flashlight candles, crank up radio, extra batteries, generators, and battery operated lanterns ready as well. And extra candles ready as well. And bottled water ready as well. If you. Evacuate the area if you can. If Hurricane Irma head towards Florida, it's going to bring damage and winds. With a lot of rain, there'll be causing a ton of flooding. There'll be a lot of flooding. Sewers backing up the streets and everything. And Hurricane Irma will continue on to Sunday, September 10, 2017. If everybody lives in Florida, be prepared for Hurricane Irma starting on Saturday, September 9, 2017. Take care stay safe. Don't get caught in Hurricane Irma. Stay driving safe.
3: Thank you, Frankie. Can I just back it up to what might be my favorite part? What do you mean, back it up? He was live. That's true. My apologies, folks. You want to rewind the tape? Yeah, I want to rewind the tape. Okay. This will play. Of course, this is completely broken. I love the way he says Daytona Beach.
2: We're honored to have him as the official weatherman still
4: need to knock it all power and still need to knock it all power there and instead of Florida especially in Miami Florida and Day Beach Florida <laughs> they're gonna be a very strong winds with wind driven <laughs> <clears throat>
2: yeah yeah thanks Frankie yeah thank you very you very very much hurricanes. Um, Yeah, so I was trying to think of everything that's happened since the last time we recorded, and I have a list of a lot of those things, but obviously... Can I just
3: point out real quick that my dad's going to ride this thing out? Nice. Where? He's in Tampa. Or he's he's north of Tampa.
2: He's safe. He's going to ride this thing out. It's going right up the pee hole man. (laughs) That dangling appendage with a wet crown is about to get... I don't know the member. I, I'm not as I'm not as talented as she is. Uh, obviously, um, as our area is completely recovering from Harvey.
3: Um, yes. Did you? Which we are safe, by the way, folks. I, a lot of people are reaching out to us to make sure that we are safe. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um.
2: Uh, I, th- I know you met Monty that works over at Salem. Black guy, bald head. Yeah. Yeah he uh he had a really funny picture that he was responding to people with on Facebook of just the map of Texas where Harvey was, and then like a line that was like six hours where I am, yeah, because yeah, people don't understand, but it's you know understand you you just i appreciate the thought you hear Virginia's blowing up, you're like, I know someone in Virginia,
3: <clears throat> yeah, and uh the hotel Galvez checked in with us actually and said that they're doing all right, so glad to hear that as well
2: mm-hmm mm-hmm. One of my favorite things in the world, though, is storm coverage, right? It's spectacular in so many phases of the game. Uh, very, very famous uh, Wolf Blitzer line in Hurricane Katrina where he said that they were so poor and they were so black. <laughs> and there it's were going to be a lot of questions after <laughs> this was all over. There's a really funny video of a woman from Good morning America, back when Katie Kirk was on there. I'm not even sure which storm it was, but you know, there she's in a boat out there rowing and they're talking to Matt Lauer. Yeah. And then dudes walk like right in front of her.
3: <laughs> in waiters, like up to their ankles, maybe. Oh yeah. I love I love that Matt Lauer doesn't let that one go. No, none of them did. That was great. They're like, does it drop off back there? Are those holy men that
2: you're <laughs> What is going on? Jesus just walked in front of the set here on CNN. There was one really, really funny thing that, obviously, everything that happens is terrible, but we got to, what are we going to do? we got to smile when we can, and CNN had a very, very CNN moment mm-hmm. when, in the middle of their hurricane coverage, in the aftermath of Harvey, late Thursday, the cable news network aired an ill-timed commercial. So imagine, it's 9.30 p.m., death and destruction all around Houston. What day was this? This would have been late Thursday. Yeah,
3: this is where things were starting to look grim.
2: Yes. And we go to CNN's newsroom anchor, who just reported on the rising number of deaths and teased an upcoming segment about Mike Pence's visit to the flood zone in Houston. And then they went to commercial break.
5: All across America, people are falling in love with the Hurricane.
0: I love my Hurricane. I wouldn't go a day without it.
5: I love how secure I feel with my Hurricane. I love my Hurricane. It lets me go everywhere. The Hurricane is the number one selling cane from coast to coast. And now it's available at a historically low price. Americans are loving the Hurricane more than ever before. I love my Hurricane. They love how it helps them walk safely on any surface. And they love how it stands on its own. They love how it folds and unfolds in seconds, always ready when they need it. What can I say? I love my Hurricane.
4: I love my Hurricane. It lets me go everywhere. I love that my
5: Hurricane folds up easily. See why Americans everywhere love their Hurricane. Get yours at a historically low price, plus free shipping by going to Hurricane.com and entering the promo code below. That's Hurricane.com. Also available at these fine retailers.
2: I think, well, I, I think we all did get hurricanes at a historic level from coast to coast. Exactly, yeah. Have you, I, have you watched that commercial? I've seen
3: it before, yeah. Oh, my god! I love that it's at a historically low price during an historic sto- hurricane. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were having a Harvey sale.
2: It allows you to walk on pretty much any surface, <laughs> including
3: water, when you are a reporter. Listen, other than, other than last weekend, I, that's a brilliant name for a product. I I have to give them that. It's an amazing name for a cane that lets you hurry around. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. I
2: listened to a podcast about Game of Thrones and their professional podcasters unlike us, and one of the things that they do is they uh they do a segment every week where they pitch uh a fake television show mm-hmm. to an executive and it's real funny. Like coming up
3: with the concept of
2: a 9-year-old boy stranded after Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> How will he ever survive?
3: I know it's not quite this, but it feels like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones came and went between the last time we recorded. That's and, almost accurate. And just like that, it was gone. It was gone. Yeah, pretty much. Lots
2: lots has happened. Like, for instance, uh, you know, the moon passed directly in front of the sun. <laughs> um, Casting a shadow over the United States. Life shut down. A police helicopter in Virginia fell from the sky. A U.S. destroyer collided with an oil tanker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Discussions in the White House of launching a, quote, preemptive war against North Korea has increased. Hundreds of white supremacists and neo-Nazis armed with assault rifles and clubs held a nighttime march in Charlottesville, Virginia, gathering with tiki torches around a statue of a slave owner and Confederate General Robert E. Lee enchanting that they will not be replaced by Jewish people. (laughs) So that also happened. Then the following day, members of a group, uh, which, you know, the Ku Klux Klan um, waved Confederate and Nazi flags in the aftermath. Um, U.S. President Donald Trump called for the execution of a group of five people of color wrongly convicted of sexual assault, said he wanted to have the facts before condemning the neo-Nazis. A lot has been going on. It's been busy.
3: Totally changed my view of tiki torches as well.
2: Those signs that were put on the tiki torches around. Did you see those? Oh,
3: about how we do not.
2: Uh, no, don't use these for being a racist <laughs>
3: asshole or whatever. <laughs> like in Lowe's or whatever. Hmm. I do get a weird feeling. I was in uh, i was in a, uh, I guess it was a Lowe's the other day, and I saw a whole stack of them. And I just got a weird feeling passing by them. Yeah. Yeah. But Ruin the tiki torch. Thanks, guys.
2: Bill Moore actually had a pretty funny line that that's about the best light that those people can look. <laughs> you know, and then you... Because in the blaring light of the day, they all look like zombies. Yeah. Nothing like soft candlelight for a white man's skin. <laughs> Speaking of, just real quick, what do you, what do you think about that, that blue dragon? Pow, Some pow,
3: stuff. pow, pow. That was awesome, dude. I... I was all about what went on this season. Me too. It was good. I saw a lot of people complaining, but I I, I dug it.
2: Many people are going to
3: complain yeah. just because they know it's over. Yeah, you gotta people be crazy. You gotta
2: twist it up and get it done.
3: Blue, that blue dragon was pretty rad
2: yeah know. that was a really really spectacular shot with the members of mastodon standing down there as, <laughs> did you know that that there's like four or five dudes down there with the big hair when they're just like watching the wall oh really and the light that's reflecting off of their faces as it's happening
3: i didn't there's notice the members i to go of
2: the to go back and watch very that. very heavy metal band mastodon yeah it's a perfect place for them to be shout out to mastodon
3: <laughs> what up mastodon i know you're all listeners I feel like I need to open this door back here. I think they shut the AC off in this building, which is a problem with Studio E. Yeah, especially
2: since the sun's coming in this window behind me.
3: Yeah, it's not ideal.
2: This reminds me of a radio station that I worked at in Tyler. Yeah. When KTBB, before it was moved out to the sex den, out on the loop, where he had his dungeon. (laughs) Whoa! remind me to tell you a story about that okay if you want to hear it nah, you now <laughs> you know how this thing goes but it was a like six or seven story building it was all glass mm-hmm. which is cool it looks really awesome but then on a sunday afternoon when you're in there it just bakes running uh now nah, i was doing it because we ran sports on that talk station I, I was like man they're gonna pay me to sit here and watch the cowboys and the longhorns or whatever yeah but then always, like, later in the day, it would be, you know, the tax info show <laughs> with Max Taxman. <laughs> hey, folks. Are you tired of your taxes? Give me a call. one 800 Uh, That's what this reminds me of because it's so many afternoons. I was just like.
3: Just being beaten down. You can't
2: bring a, can't bring a blanket in there and tack it to the wall because it's a window. Yeah. And somebody shot that building with, like, a pellet gun and it. Put holes through the thing. Were they
3: mad? Were they mad at the radio station, or were they just? I think it was probably hood rat kids yeah. doing hood rat stuff.
2: It's fun to do bad yeah. things. No, so you know that the. I, I'm I'm assuming I mentioned that at least a little bit that that. The guy who. Owned that cluster of radio stations uh-huh. moved them out to this old radio building out on the loop. <clears throat> oh yeah, mainly because it would be far from the public eye. Yeah, it was
3: like kind of out in the. Middle of nowhere.
2: Mm-hmm. And he was later arrested for and put in jail for all sorts of ill-conceived shit with underage boys.
3: Doing stuff out there? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, I mean, a few of the dudes <clears throat> that worked at, like, uh, one of, like the oldies station. Yeah. They were so weird. They. I don't ever think they said one word to me and you know come to find out that what was, was going on out there it was he would get drugs and alcohol for them and they would party but here's what's crazy uh andrew Trube from the band the greyhounds the mm-hmm. last time they were in town he and i were hanging out we started talking about mike harris and that whole scene and he told me that see he was like a year older than me and i guess he had done a little bit of radio side work as well. And he said he was out there running an overnight show on KTBB one night. If you went up to the false floor, which I think they may have cut the roof access off after the, the place is like kind of like a cavern. And if you're like, I think maybe he was like looking for some office supplies or something, you know, and he opens this door and there's, This is so weird. (laughs) He said it was almost the size of like a living room. And the entire, all the walls was just pornography. Really? Like plastered all over the walls. And in the middle of the room was just a chair.
3: And on the chair was a red dildo. (laughs) It's like the scene from The Shining where you open the door and there's like a bear in there giving a and <laughs>
2: <laughs> very strange.
3: That's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a room at the at the station that you anybody
2: could have wandered into. See, I think that ended up being where he had his office. And I think this was when he was in in the transition of moving it out there. I'm not 100% sure. I don't there, it... In fact, he may have actually worked over there after I had left because yep. I was I was overseas whenever the arrest had occurred. And my father threw the newspaper down in front of me right after I got back to the house. He was like, take a look at this. <laughs> he was looking at me. He was like, is there anything you need to tell me? And I was like, hell no.
3: Oh, like he thought? Well, yeah. Yeah. A well, lot, obviously. I, sure. A lot
2: of people out there thought that I was another one of his... Bowes, Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he would do. He would bring young, you know, I'm just like, man, I just quit working over at Sears and I'm trying to do radio. That's that's all. <laughs> Hell no.
3: no was I, it attached to the chair? Was the, like the, or was it just laying on the chair? I could text him. I feel like that's might be important. I don't know. I should text
2: him. <laughs> um, I should definitely text him.
3: Like, it's not just like a shelf for a dildo. Like, it's, a, no, it it's was attached. A, it was a chair. Well, th- I know. But, I mean, it's not just acting as a shelf. Like, a place to put it. Oh,
2: a, like, just set the like dildo. Like, placed
3: there because there's no other place. Because there's pornography on the walls. And there's no place for a shelf.
2: Yeah. 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 You know what? Here, look. Let- See. <laughs> I don't I don't well, know. We're getting I, I don't know how to text. So was that dildo attached <laughs> to the chair just I think like that's what you say. Um, you remember that
3: dildo on the chair that you saw?
2: Can it? Can you tell the dildo? Well, no. Let's don't put if he wants so. to call
3: it, we have the ability to take calls here. If he wants to call in, I can plug this in.
2: Oh wow, that'd be cool. So I went to what a for... weird text to get at six fifteen <laughs> in the afternoon from your buddy. <laughs> hey, are you around? Can you tell the radio station porn story real quick <laughs> on the air, just just for us, just play just between us. We're just we're just doing stuff. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right,
3: yeah. I'll we'll keep keep you posted.
2: Yeah, that man very strange i ha- actually had to go to the fbi office in tyler
3: oh and testify
2: w- yeah like or, i mean i didn't have like, anything to tell them you right. know like but i did have to go they asked me to they go up there. there what's crazy is i was like holy shit there's an fbi office up there and then i went up there and i was like damn like it's you know it's right next to bennegan's like a big glass building like this yeah you know, halfway up FBI obviously, be running shit from up uh, there. obviously, they don't have a giant FBI, FBI letters on the top of the building <laughs>
3: with an arrow flashing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Megan keeps looking at my phone. She's like, "I
3: want him to call." She the needs the dildo story. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking of.
2: Mm. Are you an always sunny? Is that the chair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chair. Um, that didn't have the dildo stuff on the run sheet.
3: No, no. In fact, just quick.
2: (laughs) Gosh. That's not him. Oh, damn it. I know. I was going to be like, "Damn, that's real good service right there. In fact, while we're having this conversation, I should go ahead and give a shout out to a listener of OK Talk Mm -hmm. who goes to church with my parents and actually works at the church that my parents go to <laughs> thank you for listening uh yeah and i'm sorry i can't think of his name right off the top of my head i hadn't met him yet but
3: what a weird thing you told a, me about he's that. a
2: detective because he put two and two and three together <laughs> someone at church is listening to
3: your podcast Clint, and they love it they love it and they can't wait to hear what you do next um so you never noticed anything weird about that guy
2: you know, not really. Yeah. Uh, then after the fact, I will say this. There was a guy there who, like, told me that this was all occurring. like At the time? Probably, like, a week and a half before I left. Uh-huh. And I was just staring at him like, but when you hear, again, I'm an innocent guy, I was 18. Yeah. Maybe. I think I started when I was 17.
3: And what did this guy tell you? Like, hey, he's bringing...
2: Yeah, he was like, what do you think all these are doing over here? He just went on a rant about Mike, and I was like, what's the matter with Mike? Yeah. You know, he's like, no, dude, no. This and this and this and this. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And I kind of... Went into my room and I think the next day he actually that guy actually pissed me off and I didn't really think about it too much later. But then after the fact I was like, Oh my god. How many times? It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Turn the radio off. I don't want anybody's ears to bleed real quick, but I'm gonna tell you a quick story about that scene. So before we moved out to the Sex Den radio station which is where they are right now still, you know. <laughs> this is out there on
3: the loop. Have they remodeled those rooms? God, I hope so. <laughs> Preserve them. Kind of sticky over here. <laughs> um Yeah, that's the uh that's the promotions director's office now.
2: Actually was channeling my 80s rock and roll <laughs> DJ and had a girl up in the studio with me one night when I was doing overnights. Mm-hmm. And um I mean, again, I'm innocent boy. You know, it's just petting or whatever, whatever you would call it. But not even that's going on. She's like, actually, she was sitting in my lap uh, on my chair, and I was showing her the radio and being like, Letting yeah, her run the board. yeah, check yeah. this out, girl.
3: <laughs> check it out. Hit that button, and it'll go. Mm-hmm. Watch what happens now.
2: Carts. <laughs> uh-huh. Carts. Yeah, because when we moved out to that old building, that's when we started the automation system.
3: Mm.
2: Wow, it's like all flooding back. But anyway, it's the only thing in that huge parking lot. This is uh, this is right there at six six thirty five. The loop and would that be Jeff Davis? Maybe not Jeff Davis. That didn't make sense. Shiloh shallow and and there's a like a tom thumb over there and it's a big shopping center, but you know this big building is here on the corner and it's like I said, it's all glass. But there's nobody out there at two o'clock in the morning. Right. And I just notice car lights in the parking lot and I kind of look out the window and it's Mike pulling up in, oh, his in car. the middle of the night. And he gets out, and I'm like, "Shit, my boss—the <laughs> guy that owns this place—is coming over here." Like he wasn't even my boss, you know? Like he was the general manager. Yeah. And I was like, "Get under the, get under the, <laughs> get down there." And he walked into the room, and I was sitting across the bo- like the door to the studios right there. Yeah, I'm sitting behind a console three way high console and he walked in and he just looked at me. He's like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, good. What's up? What are you doing up here? It's he like, Oh, just had some stuff to do. It's like, cool. And I just kind of acted like, I don't know what you want me to say to you. I'm running radio here. Yeah. thank my you. Thing. And, and, He walked out out of the hallway, and he got right back in his car and left. Oh, really? He went right
3: downstairs, walked out to his car, and left. That's weird. Yeah. So do you think he was up there to try to... I mean, he surely would have known somebody was up there, right? I I can't figure out how, but, you know... I have no idea.
2: I have no way of knowing. I mean, he had a sex room in the other building, so. Yeah.
3: That's bizarre.
2: Actually, I want to say that that radio station that he moved it back out to, this is what had happened, was that's where the radio station was. And then they moved to these new offices. hmm. And so that's where it was when Andrew was out there. That's why, like there's no way our time would have overlapped yeah. like, at the radio station or else I wouldn't I didn't even know that he had done anything up there. So anyway. I don't remember anything. I guess nothing happened like that. He was released not long ago. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And you know what he did? Went back to work at radio? <laughs> Nobody went right Let back. Let me tell you, that
3: wouldn't surprise me. He went right back to his church.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: And they told him, uh-oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not a Church of Christ church. I'll just go ahead and say that. <laughs> not that that matters, but I'm
3: just, it's not.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: yeah. cre- <laughs> creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah, real creepy. I, I can't think of any salacious stories from... Our early days at, or my early days, I guess, at, at Cliff. I don't remember oh, okay. anything really bad happening there.
2: I can think of salacious stories, but well, maybe not like bad stories. Yeah.
3: I was telling the story the other day of, uh, what was that guy's name, Cody? He was one of the, of him falling asleep underneath the board. Uh-huh. And like Dan Bennett coming up there, <laughs> there on like a Sunday.
2: The things that I used to do in that KLIF studio <laughs> would blow your mind. No kidding. No kidding. It was a
3: big control room. It was.
2: Yeah. But I mean... Oh, I don't... I don't doubt that. All night long. Because <laughs> I ran coast to coast for forever. know, I was the... And there would always be... It was just completely empty from midnight till... Chris Summers came in for the Wolf Show at 3.30. Mm-hmm. So it was just, what a kick-ass place, too, to have to yourself. That that place, did you ever make it to the roof up there? Have we had that conversation? No, I never went to the roof. This is the Heritage Auction Gallery yeah. building in on Maple Avenue in downtown Dallas. Oh, right. But I think they cut the roof access off, but I got up on that roof several times with one of the security guards, and on July 4th, you could see every july 4th fireworks celebration from there from yeah. like garland to plano to frisco everyone that was going on simultaneously i watch them from the windows because i mean the
3: 16th floor you can still see a lot of that right stuff, but right yeah i never did make it up to the roof
2: yeah, that roof will make you because you that roof is there's no barrier on the edge of that thing oh it was wide open you get very very batman up there like real quick oh, yeah there's a all the transmitter generator stuff is behind a like an iron some sort of like an iron wall kind of all the way around it. And so you come out of this hatch, but you're basically forty feet maybe from the edge of the building. Mm-hmm. And like you could see the you see you can see where the the letters are off oh, wow.
3: the edge of the building right there. <clears throat> Spooky stuff. I had a
2: and weak need. I had a
3: scenario like that, like just a couple of days ago, because we went up to the Turner Falls area of Oklahoma, and it's like there is there were some places where it was kind of just wide open, where you could just hike around and do whatever you wanted to. I mean, there were some trails to follow, and they had built some stairs to certain areas, but there was one where it looked like a trail, or I guess enough people had walked down there for it to be a trail and it's like this 70 foot cliff and then the river is down there and it's awesome looking i mean it's like you have this great view but i'm walking down there and i'm you know clumsy enough as it is and i'm like i could just turn my ankle here as i've done a million times walking down the sidewalk and i could just fall off the edge of this cliff and at the moment i didn't care but when i kind of like backed off of it i was like oh shit mm-hmm. like that like mm-hmm. i could have easily just like flipped over the side and I know.
2: Yeah, have I ever told you the the closest that I've ever been to dying, where I really seriously thought it was over, uh, was on in the Rocky Mountains when we drove over the pass Mm -hmm. in February in my Tahoe and my transmission went out, and so I was stuck in Leadville, Colorado, and so I we rented a car. Took my girlfriend back down to Denver, put her on a plane to come back to school, and then Josh and I and my dog were in Leadville, Colorado, which is the highest town in North America. It's great living at fourteen two, is what it says on the sign. Wow! It was fourteen below zero. Giuseppe was doing the thing like the lizard in the desert, where he was like lifting a leg, and then he'd rotate and put that put that one back because it was too cold. It was so cold. Yeah. We were there for four or five days, Josh and I. I, They were ready to elect me mayor by the end of the week. (laughs) I knew everybody and everything that was going on in that town. But we had to get out. I was in a doctorate program at ACU at the time. But that was kind of when I had started to decide I was going to bounce on that anyway. So it wasn't so crucial, but it was like, we need to get back. We've been up here for a long time. So we decided to drive down. And the weather had, there was kind of a storm coming through. I think that was another reason why it was like, we got it fixed. And it was, okay, let's go tonight instead of waiting till tomorrow. It may not be passable. Again, February mm-hmm. in the mountains. And the, the times when they show stuff like at the wall in Game of Thrones where it's this like sweeping nighttime vista of just snow and ice. Yeah. That's what it looked like coming down one of those switchbacks and there was straight ice on the road I, I mean there's no guardrail nothing it looks like a scene out of a movie where it's just the edge of the mountain it's just boom, you're done and actually let Josh drive because I was You're not going to be responsible for that? Yeah, exactly. I was like, if we don't go.
3: (laughs) I'm going to be blaming you on the way down. Yeah,
2: I was basically like holding Giuseppe because I didn't want him to wig out and Mm -hmm. cause any. But it was, there were several moments of like so white knuckled of we could have fishtailed and it would have just been, it would have been over. There would have been nothing we could have done about it. Yeah. Again, we're at the top of a 14 er trying to get off that thing before. The Night King shows up and turns it all. <laughs> Throws a lance through your car. and It's not like it wasn't cold enough. It was just then a storm came through. Yeah. And it was very, very, very leave. harrowing. So I have some stories. Yeah. That I wanted to talk about. No, Oh, wait, the wait, 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 wait. We have that other piece of audio. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So real quick. Do you know who Mike Leach is? I'm familiar with Mike Leach is. Mike Leach, Texas Tech. Yeah, excellent, excellent person. One of the funniest people I've heard on the radio, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's He was on the hard line not that long ago. He's up at Washington State now. He's basically one of the dudes that invented let's throw the football all the time. He's a guru of the spread, the way that they play college football now. Yeah, And he's up at Washington State. And the dude is so... Deadpan, weird his press conferences at Texas Tech were legendary mm-hmm. for like the exact opposite reason that Bobby Knights was right where where Knight would like you know obviously like dunk a woman's head in the ranch dispenser at the Golden Corral buffet. <laughs> Leach would just go on these little he would just walk down a stream, just they would ask her. him a question and he would just yeah. go. So at his press conference yesterday, someone decided to ask him about the creature of which his area is most famous. And I mean,
3: and this was a uh, I believe this was a fan, a fan submitted, question, fan submitted question, but someone in the room is reading it to okay. him. And they basically threw down the what are your thoughts mm-hmm. question to him. Here's what he had to say. All right.
5: Uh, well, fan fan question of the week, student question of the week. Um do you believe in Bigfoot or any other extra trust extra you know, <coughs> conspiracies like that? Do I believe in Bigfoot? Or anything of the sort. Alien. Um, I hope there's Bigfoot. I doubt there is. Uh not to uh, <coughs> throw a shadow over uh the rainy forest in Washington where there's already a lot of shadows. Uh You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. The reason I don't think there is, because we found bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of, of Bigfoot. It'd be fun if there's Bigfoot. I hope there's Bigfoot. Um, But uh, my guess is there is not. What about aliens? Aliens? I suspect there is, and I don't know that there... This is pretty... It's um, good, (laughs) but they're little green men and I don't know that they're specifically, um, in our galaxy. I mean, because (coughs) I look at it this way. Um, coach, um, you know, first of all, like something about lightning strikes mud and then it sparks a beetle or, you know, and all that other business, you know, I don't happen to believe that I, I, I take more the, the, the biblical approach on this whole thing, which, uh, <clears throat> to me, why only this planet? Why only us? I mean, I mean, if it can happen here, I mean, it's, it to me, it's always been naive. You know, um, on Earth they say, oh well, we're the only ones. Where I mean, really, why? Have you been to the other planets? Have you checked out the other planets? I mean, to me, it makes it makes more sense that if it happened here, it happened somewhere else than it does that it only happened here. You know what I mean? And then and then we know that there's galaxies beyond our galaxy. And so, um, whether there's one, whether there's another inhabited planet in our galaxy or not, and maybe somewhere formerly inhabited, um, why would that mean that there, there's no inhabited ones in the other galaxies? And it, it really doesn't make it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And then the other thing, um, you know, and um, you know, just from like the, the 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 Christian approach, which is the one I take, um, why wouldn't God build other? earths and other places why only this one you know and even if you're an evolution guy and lightning striking mud and you know popping in i mean guys I, I, I mean <laughs> and then well they say well the notion of god is far-fetched oh really striking mud and then life you know sparking out of there and then it going like that well i mean well that's just such an obvious easy path to follow and then um the uh uh you know and so um regardless of which approach you take well if it happened one place why wouldn't it happen somewhere else or why couldn't it happen somewhere else or why wouldn't it be likely it happened somewhere else you know and um i don't know that they would uh um you know just be hostile mutants and the rest you know uh they might look uh you know, remarkably like us, where style-wise or something, they evolved a different direction. Maybe buildings, cars, different. Who knows? You know, but I, I, I certainly wouldn't rule out. Um, <coughs> I certainly wouldn't rule out life uh, somewhere else other than just Earth, because see, to me that seems like a lot less of a stretch than the notion that, oh, we're the only one. We're the only one special enough that lightning struck struck a puddle of mud, or we're the only one special <laughs> enough that God cares about enough. To have life on this planet. say I, I don't believe that. I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special.
2: How awesome is he? I love that. I love that he just rolls with it. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, just uh, lightning striking mud. Pops a beetle. or Whatever he says there. Pops a beetle. <laughs> and now... We take you back to another quick reading. Mm. Sophie Jordan's The Scandal of a Door. He set the plate down, lest he snap it in half. His hand slightly trembling. He didn't know which urge was stronger. The one to grab Ella and shake her until her good sense returned. Or the one demanding he haul her into his arms and finish what they started at sodom he stifled a groan very well he knew which urge was stronger of course he did he knew what he wanted he knew what they had to do Fuck each other senseless until they had exercised her from his thoughts previous to sodom this would have been an unconscionable thought out of respect for his friend and respect for her but more for his friend He'd never seriously considered the idea of betting her, much less betting her with the intention of ultimately casting her aside. He'd never thought she would be agreeable to such a thing with him. But that night at Sodom had changed everything the kiss, the words. She was in search of a lover. (laughs) Why not him? A classic. I'm sorry, but I opened and saw
3: that they were in Sodom. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that's about.
2: Well, I mean, it's a place that God destroyed because of bottom stuff, Matt. It's, tr- it's
3: true. And poisoned the Goliath <laughs> the demon babies.
2: babies. Oh, the Goliath babies, right? Well, that's what they did. And Jesus, Jordan River. Well, there ain't nothing about no Bigfoots in the Bible. <laughs> I'd like to have Mike Leach talk to that guy. Yeah. If we could combine the two. Cross those streams. Wow. On the Jordan River with the demon, baby. Mm. I I did a little bit today, but not a lot. I didn't have... Oh, something... I was really hoping that the person who answered that question would be like someone on the phone line, and they would say... Yeah, Coach Leach, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? I know, like, yeah. Dude, if that was the case, I'd be like, who is the person? Yeah, who is doing this? Who is doing Why this? is
3: Jarrah calling up? Yeah, Jarrah, Matt <laughs> Brady, whom
2: are you? <laughs> Shout out to Jarrah. Speaking of Sodom, Dateline. Mm, the UK, I guess. Let me ask you if this headline grabs your attention. Millionaire taunts lesbians by blasting songs about men in feud over rooster. Okay. Yes? Yes? Yes. A multimillionaire harassed his lesbian neighbors by playing When a Man Loves a Woman after their (laughs) rooster crowed. Oh, their rooster crowed. He's mad about it. Neil Dimmitt, 55, allegedly taunted his neighbors, Helen Richardson and Paula Holland, not long after the couple's hens near their backyard garden hatched a rooster. The retired businessman alleged, allegedly shouted at the couple and claimed the crowing negatively impacted the value of his million-dollar home in the village of Malchwood. The court also heard that Demet allegedly pushed Richardson against a fence, leaving her with a cut on her arm, and he called her a sick witch and, quote, a psycho. <laughs> a multi-million, millionaire businessman launched a campaign of harassment against his country neighbors. Then by playing excessively loud musics, including hits by Queen, every time they're cocked crowed. I think it's like currently in. Yeah, he played uh, on one occasion. He shouted across the road that I was a fucking Leza <laughs> and
3: proceeded to play <laughs> when a
2: man loves a woman on repeat for an hour. What country and- was this in? in the uk oh, okay in the small village of marshwood Alezza, alezza that's l-e-z-z-a yeah. apostrophe i don't know
3: that i've heard that uh, that uh slang before richardson said that
2: the rooster crowed four or five times during the day with about 10 to 20 crows at a time lasting more than two minutes each
3: i can understand why he's
2: upset He's also alleged to have provocatively played other sixty soul songs which the women could not identify, but every time he would see the lesbian couple, he would swear and shout at them. <laughs> they called him a madman. You have 18 months to take me to court. There is no evidence to take me to court. You have no balls. The trial is ongoing. Mm. If we can get some info from the sun, from a crowing rooster. Didn't what a- you have... You're not the person that had the rooster. No, never had a rooster. You guys have a duck and stuff, but who did we know that had a rooster in their neighborhood?
3: I don't know. What are you doing? I was going to see if uh, there was any sound on this. On this what? Strange chicken crows like a rooster. Lesbian? Well, I don't think this is the same.
2: That was a terrible video.
3: Yeah. The uh, comments say, every morning, aside from my rooster, one of my chickens crows to wake us up. It behaves like a rooster. Check out this video. You'll be the judge. Mm. That's like dinosaurs do. Change sex in the absence of enough mates in order to carry on the lineage. That's not how that goes. I guess that means chickens are about to be hit by an asteroid and become extinct. That was I saw it in Jurassic Park. Poor, poor chickens. I will miss them. That's not how it goes (laughs) at
2: all. It was the amphibian DNA they used to fully sequence the dinosaurs that those frogs were known to change
3: sexes,
2: sexisms.
3: If there isn't a male in the herd, H-E-A-R-D, one female will start to crow, and she'll stop laying eggs too. That means it just came back from laying an egg. My hens do that, but not the crowing part.
2: All right, we don't have enough time for you to get caught in a... Comment loophole. Do I, not, do I not
3: need to go to answers at yahoo.com? No. No,
2: seriously. We don't have enough time. Y'all got to go see a movie.
3: We do. We're going to go see It. Yeah. <laughs> it's life at Studio E. That door.
2: Y'all recording? Oh, hey. How's it going? (laughs) What happened to it? What's going on? Then he picked up that gun and looked at me. He's going to get you. Easy, bud. I got a couple of spooky things to share with you that we received from some listeners. Okay. Uh, By email or? But before that, did you see the... German police seizing 5,000 hits of ecstasy from a father and son duo. I did not see that. The key is that the ecstasy pills were pressed to look like Trump's face. (laughs) And they're like... (laughs) And they're awesome. It's brilliant. Yeah. 51-year-old father and his 17-year-old son doing what
3: fathers and sons do. They look... They're in the shape of his face, not just circles with his face pressed on it and it says Trump on it it's clever
2: it's one way to get you to take this presidency very clever found this in the old email hamper
3: okay talk podcast at gmail.com
2: right I've been a search and rescue officer for 15 years so I've had my fair share of weird stories one of the most notable is one that still shakes me to this day and I still won't go into the depths of the forest because of this. There was a young boy who had gone missing. I think he was about four. His parents told us that while they had been sat eating, I guess this is another UK guy that always (laughs) Uh throws me off every time. Even though I like it, I was just sat here thinking about eating. Uh, While they had been sat eating uh, a picnic in the playground and their son was playing around on the slides and things and he just vanished I know it sounds cliche but after talking as a team we decided that we would go out in two groups looking around in all directions I was paired with one of my best friends and we worked well together so we were quite confident in finding him we set off from the playground and quite soon we found a piece of clothing snagged on a tree what was weird is from what we were told it was his t-shirt But it had a marking on it, not a random marking like he might have scratched himself on a branch. It was clearly planned like someone had drawn on the t-shirt. Me and my partner were kind of freaked out by this, but we brushed it off and continued. If you've read any of the 411 Search and Rescue stuff, you'll know about the staircases in the woods. Well, I've seen many of these, and like everyone else says, I never go near them. I don't know why, I just don't.
3: I don't, I don't, what's the staircase thing? Mysterious stairs in national forests. One of the more obscure tales is the common discovery of pristine staircases 30 to 40 miles into heavily wooded wilderness. Totally out of place, modern, unweathered. And they're so common that senior search and rescue officers all know about them. Supervisors advise them not to discuss it or go near them.
2: Okay, wait a minute. I feel like that's breaking news, but let me just finish this real quick. It's not, not too much longer here matt
3: yeah what this
2: no that's photoshopped or (laughs) clearly not what they're talking about but this time i saw a staircase and i thought since i was with my partner i would explore one of them as i got closer i couldn't feel anything no feeling of dread or anything so i continued slowly climbing up each step at a time when i got to the top nothing happened or that's what i thought I I spun around to talk to my partner, and he was gone, disappeared completely. Initially, I thought he was pranking me, but as I looked around, I saw nothing. There's no way he could be hiding somewhere. No one could just move that quickly. I climbed back down the stairs and tried to find him, and that's when I realized something was wrong. The sounds of the forest was gone, and it was just static. All I could hear was static, loud static. So loud, it was starting to really hurt my ears, and that's when I saw it. There's no way to really describe it other than it looked more demonic, like a demonic version of Slender Man. It had no real limbs, just the shape of a man. It came closer and its voice was evil. One of the most villainous and evil voices always said was, come here, come here. Needless to say, I hightailed it out of there. I didn't look back. The only problem was I had no idea where I was looked like the forest, but it was like it was a distorted version of it. As I was running, I tripped my head so hard that I must have been knocked unconscious because the next thing I saw was my team member standing over me looking at me. Wow. Um, After a couple of hours, I was talking to the team, and they said they had found the boy sat in a tree, playing with a stick, saying that the man, the boogeyman, had walked past him and drag, dragging a bag behind him. They told me I was gone for three weeks, no food, no water. Somehow I, was, somehow I had survived, and my partner said that he had seen me fall off the top of the stairs, and then I was gone. The weird thing is, is that when I told my side of the story my boss overheard, I was told that I was not allowed to repeat anything and ever since that, me and my partner have seen weird people in black suits and SUVs following us places. I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. And I'm telling you, there's something in those forests, something bad, things people don't want us to know about. I can tell you
3: some more stories another time. And like that, she was gone. <laughs> that's, that's creepy. A creepy story. I had not heard about the, the staircase thing.
2: No, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't like knowing things like that. Why Mystery would we not stairs. know anything about staircases?
3: Here's a post from a search and rescue person on Reddit. I don't know if this is true in every search and rescue unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but uh, even if they know about what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've all gotten used to it that it doesn't seem weird anymore. On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30, 40 miles, at some point we find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if if you took the stairs from your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to check them out, but was told very emphatically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now and run when I run into them because it happens so frequently.
2: What are your thoughts on that?
3: I don't know. I don't know. That's that's bizarre. That's the first I'd ever heard of that happening. At first, I was thinking it was like put there, you know, by the whatever uh, the national parks or something is a because again, like we we were out at the at the Turner Falls and they have it's it's weird looking i mean i guess it's not weird looking if you're expecting them but they're they're uh, alongside or along with the trails there's just random places where they'll put like a an a staircase like a metal staircase um and then there'll be some natural stairs or a, a rock path or something like that but every now and then they just have a they've built a staircase there um but this sounds different than that Sound like these are like forest people or something. Yeah, these are like children of the forest. Big children of building. The forest. They stairs. So yeah, I don't know. Plunging obsidian into your chest. If, if you know of any stories about stairs in the forest, send them send them our way. Okay, talk at gmail dot com. Is that a grandfather clock? No, it's a. There's something outside that. The bells ring. It's a wild place, right? What the hell is this operation you got running
2: here? (laughs) I don't think Big Ben dings anymore.
3: No. In fact, I think they're turning it. I think it had its last one. Mm -hmm. They're going to remodel it for quite a while. What about this?
4: There are going to be a very strong winds with wind, driven rain, and sideways rain, including Orlando, Florida, and Florida especially in Miami, Florida, and Daytona Beach, Florida. There are going to be a very strong winds with wind, river, rain, and sideways rain, including Orlando, Florida.
3: I love Frankie. He's a great weatherman.
2: You guys heard the story about the Tinder the date gone awry over there in the UK? No. Oh. They went out, hit it off get back to the dude's house. They're watching a movie on his couch and Uh she excuses herself to go to the bathroom. She's gone for a minute. She comes back in with this like crazy look on her face. And she's like, I made a, I made a poopy. And used she went number two and used too much toilet paper and stopped up his toilet. Uh So she panicked and she reached into the toilet bowl and grabbed the duke. And threw it out the window. (laughs) Um, And she came back in and told him. But see, here's the thing. (laughs) Here's Here's what she said. The girl told him that she pooped in his washroom, but then she tried to flush it and it didn't work. Now, considering it was their first date, she panicked, decided to wrap up her poop in some toilet paper and throw it out of the bathroom window. I mean, it's definitely a tough call. But uh, what she didn't know was that the poop would get stuck in the window she threw it out of. <laughs> she told Liam that she wanted to get the poop back from there, throw it out, and just pretend like this did not happen. So she convinced him, convinced him to lower down the window so that she could get get the poop out the way that this, like, his flat is. Again, it's in the UK. It's like it bends around against itself. So I guess, like she threw it out the window and it hit the window on the other side like which was like his kitchen window. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um she got him to lower the window down so she could get the poop out. He helped her get he helped her down the window and she managed to get rid of the poop stuck in there. However, when she told him to pull her back out, she was stuck. <laughs> Uh, he tried to pull her out for about 15 minutes and then he decided to call the fire department. The team took care of the situation and managed to rescue Liam's date, but it meant that Liam's window had to be destroyed. Wow. Yeah. Look, look, you can see her legs stuck up out the window right there. Like the fire department getting her. It's a good story. Look at her. Look at her down in there. Like she's head down in poop town. Okay, well, see you later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very weird. Very weird. You know, y'all been doing a lot of
3: bouncing around this month. I know. World jet setters. Travelers. To, to Waco. To Waco and to Oklahoma. Two hours, yeah. If it's within two hours, I'm there. F Waco. <laughs> F that place. Uh, all right. So we got a, we got a movie to get to. It. So it's sold out and everything. I can't even go. Uh, well, probably, yeah. They're doing like a big thing. We're going to Alamo, so they're doing like a big circus thing. Hit us up, OKTalkPodcast at gmail.com. If you have any other spooky stories you want to send us, uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash OKTalkShow, twitter.com slash Talk Podcast on Instagram, and I think that's it. Also, Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in wherever else you'll find your podcast. Would you hear about the shirts, man? Oh, we can. Uh, I, well, I guess let's figure out. Um, we'll talk, and we'll. Because
2: uh, I got lots of
3: people. Like yeah. Enough for us to.
2: I mean, enough for us to make it worthwhile. We
3: should be good to go. So um, we can put that word out. Probably next time we convene, we can. We can put the word out. Okay. So if you're hearing this right now, you're hearing a preview, but um get your monies ready for some shirts.
2: Yeah. I'm about to ramp it up, man. Can you Okay, thanks and stuff.
1: Oh, when we touch, when we danger, danger, danger High voltage, High voltage. when we touch, when we cheers, when we touch, when we kiss, love